Welcome to the Hero Podcast, hosted by Victor, the Rocket Man Rancor. Here to take your HVAC business and sales to the moon. Shooting live from beautiful Southern California. The Eagle have landed. Hey guys, Victor here on the Hero Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to episode number nine. I got an exciting guest on today, uh, Mr. Mario Lopez. He is the owner of Attic Man Heating and Air up in Sacramento, California. He's a young freaking stud. Uh, this guy's grown this business very rapidly since 2017, and and he's uh, obviously still trying to. We're still scaling it to the next level going forward. Uh, he's got a pretty interesting story. He's been in this industry since he was. He said 17, Mario, or 16. 16. 16. So he's been in it since you know, 16 years old, and he started Attic Man. Coming up on year five uh yeah i guess year five yeah so he's i don't really ever think about it that often you know like people ask me how long you've been in business i'm like oh shit, i don't even know anymore it's just just kind of roll you know <laughs> just you just show up to work every day and get shit done right that's right yeah that's right cool well i mean obviously i'm excited to have you on i mean you know I've, i mean you've been talking back and forth for you know for quite a while and you've had some of your guys out here for training and and they've all just said you know fantastic things about you about your business so uh, if you want to kind of jump in, give a little bit of your background and, and you know, how, you know, what obviously where you started at 16 and then kind of where you kind of matured from there and go ahead and uh, give us a little information. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we're up here in Sacramento. Um, I guess it all kind of started. I was in high school. You know, I always liked working. Uh, I never really planned on going to college and anything like that. I just wanted to work and hustle. I, mean, I was always a hustler. And uh, when I was about 16, I went on Craigslist looking for a job, just trying to get anything I could. And there was an ad for a local HVAC company uh, for doing telemarketing. And I thought, you know, what the hell? Let me go check it out. So I went out there and the, what the job was, was they would pay you uh, $11 an hour to literally sit at a desk with a telephone and the white pages. And my job was to sit there and call people just one by one by one and sell them on tune-ups, right? And I'm 16 years old. I don't know shit about HVAC. I'm just like, you know what? It's a job. Let's do it. And at the time, I think minimum wage was eight bucks an hour. So they were paying 11. So, you know, 16 years old, I'm like, hey, okay, let's oh, do hell it. Hell yeah. So, uh, so that was it. They hired me. And <clears throat> when I got hired, you know, I walked in the room, there was six or seven desks. They had a little call center. It was a family owned HVAC company here in SAC. Um, and I sat down and I just killed it, man. I mean, they gave me the script. They told me what to say. And, you know, I just, it just became a numbers game to me. You know, I just knew that no matter how many times I called people uh, that eventually I would land some sales and um, I, just, I just killed it. It was just, I was 16 years old and I was just blowing these other people out of the water, you know, um, by, I wouldn't say about six months in, they had eventually let go of everyone on the floor. And it was just me because oh, I was shit. so much more than all these other guys. And again, 16 years old, I don't realize what I'm doing. I'm just, I'm just doing my job. Right. So they paid $11 an hour and they paid $5 for every tune up that I landed. And most of these guys are landing three to five tune ups like every other day. Um, and it got to the point I was doing like 20, 30 a day. Right. Are you, are you looking for a job? Um, so I'm hiring guys that are doing, I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll ask you the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, it was great, man. I mean, it taught me a lot being on the phone. It was a crappy job, you know? Um, but I enjoyed it. it. Taught you a lot of things. It taught you how to take rejection. 
you know, I mean, you're constantly getting hung up on people. No, not interested, you know, yelling at you. So it taught you that. And then it, it really taught me the value of just numbers, which comes down to a lot of things in life. Like if you just don't give up and you just keep trying, like eventually you'll, you'll succeed, right? With every failure, there's a lesson to be learned. You learn from that and then you, you'll succeed. And that's exactly what happened. So I did that for about a year uh, in high school. Then I was 17 and they started telling me, hey, you know, we want to put you in the home. You know, we think you'd be great selling in the house. And so they started putting me through the classes and teaching. Well, you're me like, where, where are the leads coming from then? If I'm in the home, who's who's bringing in the leads? Yeah, it got to the point where they told me, like, you need to slow down. Like, we don't have enough people to, to run all these calls. They were just tune-ups, but, you know, they're flipping them into sales like we do now. And uh, and it was great. But, yeah, it got to that point. They said in the summertime, it was so busy. They said, we need help out in the field. We need help on the install crew. Do you want to learn how to do installs? And I was just like, sure, like, let's do it. Um, so I went out in the field, started learning how to do installs, uh, all that stuff. And then <clears throat> sometime around doing that, the company I was working for, it, it took me a while to figure it out, but they weren't doing things the right way. You know, they were really shysty. And when I say shysty, like there's a difference between making sales and going out to a unit that's three years old and deliberately cracking the heat exchanger with your screwdriver to sell a unit. Right. And they were doing things like that. And I didn't realize that until I was out in the field and things got kind of ugly. When I realized that I was like, you know what? Like, I don't want to be a part of that. <clears throat> and I bounced. So from there, uh, I just started shopping around, looking at other companies. I went to a couple different ones and basically just worked my way up, man. I mean, that was it. I worked my way up from the, from the literally from the bottom calling out of the white pages to now obviously owning my own company, a bunch of employees and all that. Um, but you know, at that time I was more into music, you know, I wanted to be a rock star. I was 17 years old. <laughs> I didn't care about HVAC, <laughs> you know, like I was making good money, but you know, you can see like I got guitars and drum sets behind me. I'm still part-time musician, but at the nice. time, that was my dream. I was like, I wanted to be a rock star. I want to be on stage, you know, playing guitar in front of thousands of people. That's where my efforts were. And I was with my buddies. We went on some tours. We jumped in a van, you know, went around the U.S. and we were just broke all the time. And I did that till tell us about. But I, I bet you, I bet you had more fun when you were broke than you do now. <laughs> You know, you're probably, it's, it's a different funny, kind like, of fun, right? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole different mentality, but it's like, you know, I, I look back to and, and I remember in my early 20s and I'm like, I don't know how the hell I survived because I had no fucking money, but I know we had a good time though. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Dude. We were broke all the time, but we we found a way to party, you know, we're going oh, yeah. from city to city having a good old time, but it gets old. It got old, you know, it sounds fun on paper, but I think I was the first one in my band and I was like, the band was my band. Right. Like I started it with a, with my best friend in high school, but I ran that bitch like like I run my business now. I mean, I got a business license for it. You know, I would have band meetings, weekly meetings about like how we're going to write our music and who we're going to sell it to, and where we're going to push it. And um, around 21 years old, I kind of was like, dude, I'm over this. Like I kind of realized people were telling me, like, you, you run your band like a business. And I was like, you know what I do? And that's when I kind of started thinking, like, maybe I should start a business and actually make some money. Right. Because I had this visualization of what I wanted out of life. I didn't want to be torn around in this van forever. Uh, you know, I wanted a house. I wanted a nice home. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be comfortable. I wanted to be able to travel and experience life, you know, without struggling all the time. And around then, um, I had actually taken a break from HVAC and uh, I got into bartending a little bit, just kind of random, jumped a into a restaurant and said, I want to try bartending. I'm just trying different things. And when I was bartending one day, this guy comes in and he works in HVAC, works for himself, small little company. It's just like him and another guy, but he's sitting there drinking beers and we're talking and he's just telling me like, dude, like this is a great industry. And I say, you know, it's funny. I used to do HVAC. 
And so we start chatting. He's like, well, quit your job. Come work for me. Like, I'll teach you everything I know. And this is right around that time. I was getting tired of being broken in a van all the time with my band. I, I didn't really want to do that anymore. And I didn't go to college. Went for like one semester for a business class. That was it. And I said, you know what? Let me give it a shot. So I quit my job, started working for him. And he started teaching me, you know, the ins and outs of how he did things. He was really small. You know, he, yeah. he did, he's nowhere even near like what we're doing or what you're doing. He was just a guy in a van, like chucking a truck. But he taught me, you know, how to service units, how to install the units, top to bottom. Like, I mean, he taught me a lot of stuff. And that was really great. I mean, that was insightful. It was like going to trade school, but getting paid for it, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you can't you can't get that any other way. Like a lot of guys, they wanna they wanna jump right into the the making the money and doing the easy stuff or being becoming the owner, right? Not the easy stuff, yeah. but they don't wanna they don't wanna go for the journey, right? They don't wanna do the hard shit along the way, which you know, yeah. in, in it just like you and just like me, right? Like we we've had to grind those 14, 16 hour days as technicians or sales guys before we ever jumped into being a business owner, right? Right. Yeah, yeah I think totally. I think yeah. that's one of the, I think that's one of the things is like, you know, I taught you know, my even my own employees are just like, I want to be an owner. And I'm like, you really want to be an owner? Come hang out with me for a couple of days. Let's let me yeah. show you how let me show you how this works, bro. Huge difference between working in an HVAC company and, and trying to build and run one. I mean, two totally different things. Um, but I knew, I mean, I, I knew that, you know, if I was ever going to do this for myself one day, I had to learn those things. I had to put in the hours, like you said. I mean, I can't tell you how many, how much, you know, time I've spent in attics, you know, running ducts and installing stuff. Um, but you have to learn that because you got to know what your guys are going through in the field and how to, how to get things done. And when shit hits the fan and everyone's looking for their leader to come bail them out, you got to make sure you're the guy that knows how to get there and solve the problem that nobody else does. Right. Um, but it taught me all of those things. And I ended up leaving him, uh, there, his business and his, he had a partner and there things were getting kind of ugly. And I met another guy local, he's still in business. And that guy, the second guy was my real mentor i mean he really he's a great technician he was you know more of a technician than a business owner but he taught me just a ton of stuff and i and then i matched up with him and i brought in all the business side because he had no systems in place no scripts no price books no anything he was just winging everything and i started kind of building his business with him uh and then that's when it all kind of clicked i was like you know what like because things were taking off with him I said, why am I doing this for somebody else? Like I could, I could do this for myself. So I think I was 23 at the time, went down, uh, you know, applied for my license, uh, took the test, passed and that was it. And then from there on, I just said like, Hey man, I love you, but peace. Like I'm going out. And that's when Attic Man started. You know, my dad worked for UPS for 30 years. He was still working for UPS at the time. His knees hurt. He didn't want to get in and out of the truck anymore. So I called him up. He was the first person I called up Said, Hey, I'm starting an HVAC company. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, start an HVAC company. Like he just hit that retirement age for UPS where yeah. they to retire and get a small pension. So I said, dude, quit your job, like quit UPS, come work for me. And yeah, that, 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 that feeling, right? Like I did the same thing. So my, my dad, my dad got laid off from Home Depot after 25 years. He worked there for all those years. And then he ended up working at this job up in San Diego, working for the state. And I still remember the day I made that phone call. I said, Hey dad, like, you know, cause you never got to see, never got to see my grandkids and never got to see him and stuff. And I still remember making that phone call. I said, Hey dad. And you, you probably had the same feeling. Like, I got something going on here. I don't know what it is yet. I think yeah. we got something here and I want you to be a part of it. Right. And I, and 
and is your dad still working for you now or yeah yeah he still works for me now i mean it's been the most rewarding thing for all the reasons you just said i mean you know growing up christmas eve he's out delivering packages you know he wasn't even there um yeah. and he was just excruciating hours and they don't really you know they're union but it's rough working there man they treat you like crap and yeah i mean it was a great feeling i said come on over we can build this together you know he's like i don't know anything about hvac i said i'll teach you so you can be my install manager guy. I'll hire some installers. I'll teach you because he's a hands-on guy. He's always a mechanic. So I was thinking, okay, you know how to work on cars. Like you can figure this out. And yeah, I mean, it was great. He came on board. He still works here today. He runs our, uh, our install. I'll, teams, you know? I'll tell you right now, don't take it for granted, man. I mean, uh, you know, obviously my dad started when I started my business three years ago, a couple months in and, and, you know, he passed away this year and it's still, you know, we, if you go walk around my building, we have his, we have his old uniform, like framed up and stuff like that. And, you know, just enjoy yeah. that. Enjoy that time. I, that's one thing I can tell you. I was so busy building the business that I didn't get to enjoy it as much as I could. Or, you know, my dad was like the fix a guy. You go do the drywall. He'd do all the shit that no one else wanted to do. And, and at that point I was so busy focusing on the business that, you know, and I have this, you know, I have this picture actually, I'll show you right here. So I think it's a picture on my wallet i stopped it's actually engraved on my wallet but i stopped what i was doing one day we were working on this new construction project and i said hey dad come here let's take a picture real quick because I, I knew at that moment i'm like i just want to remember this right so just i'll tell you right now just make sure you guys and you you embrace that enjoy every minute of it man you know my dad and i even though when i was growing up we didn't spend a lot of time together but a lot of people call us twins i mean we're like exactly the same person and you know we get along so well and when that happened with your father uh, it was really obviously sad and upsetting and um you know it, it did it hit me because it kind of made me realize i was like man it, you know the same thing he was doing with them and then you never know when your time is up yeah. and, then you, and then you're talking about it and about you know man remember those days and, and stuff yeah. so i wish he was still around man um but you know i i definitely we have that conversation a lot so when we work people always think he owns the company because he's mario and he's older and they're like oh wait you're the owner and he's like, no, yeah. no, no, the son's the owner. And we have a great work. Uh, you know, a lot of people think we fight or my dad tries to be my dad and come in and tell me how to do things. And there's always small moments like that. But yeah. he really respects the fact that like, hey, you know, he says it all the time. This is your company. You know, you started this. You're the one with the vision. I'm just here to support you in any way I can. But then yeah. when we're at work, you know, like I'm, I'm calling the shots like, hey, this is what we're doing. And, you know, our employees and our, and our team really respects uh, me and, and Georgia and the leadership we have here. But then after work, you know, we hang out and it's cool. We get to go back. Well, to, to You know, it, I just remember seeing like the, you know, cause obviously you're, you grow in this business pretty fast and, and you guys are doing good. I just remember seeing him just like in awe, like how the fuck are you making this shit happen? Like, cause my, you know, my dad was, my dad worked at home Depot. He, he worked his eight to eight to three or eight to four every day. Like he never had like ambition and goals, like, you know, like me or you do. Right. <laughs> And, and then when they see us, they're like, what the fuck? Like my, I remember my dad, my dad's getting ready to pass. I was just, I just started the hero Academy. I had just announced that I'm going to do this event in Vegas. I had this talking about the app and he's like, dude, he's like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but he's like, just keep doing that shit. Cause he's yeah. like, cause you could, they, they can't fathom it. Right. Cause they've been so used to doing what they did for so long. Uh, it's just kind of, yeah. Know? And it's cool. It's cool. I mean, I bet you, he just, looked, I mean, I don't know your dad, but I would just imagine he's probably just proud as shit, man. So oh yeah, dude. I mean, that maybe too proud sometimes you never stop talking about me i'm like okay dad like that's enough like come on <laughs> no you know you're right i mean uh, you know their generation uh it, it's you know get a good job for a big corporation and you know work there so you can get your pension and all that and that's what he did and 
you know, that that's great. It worked for him and all of that. But what we're doing now is something totally different. I mean, that's the way the world's kind of shifting and entrepreneurship is cool now. Like it wasn't cool. Well, Nobody gave well, the, so with. obviously you're getting, you're getting ready to, you're getting ready to, you know, have your entrepreneurial seizure, right? So you're like, you're getting ready to have, you know, jump in, start your own business. You know, what was the, you know, obviously you had the deciding factor. You want to start your own business. Where, where did you begin? Like, how did you start? We came up with the idea. How would you come up with the name Attic Man? How'd you, how'd you come up with that? Well, um, the name Attic Man, great. just being in an attic all the time, working. When I first started it, I was just working 12-hour days. I must have worked 12-hour days. I think it was. I think we started counting. It was almost 20 months where I literally didn't take a day off. I mean, I was doing all the labor, sales, everything, you know. My dad was helping me, and then I hired a buddy from high school. But the name came from just being in an attic all the time. I had other friends calling me up on a, on a Sunday. Hey, what are you doing today? You want to go out to the bar and watch the game? I'm like, I'm in an attic, bro. Like, and then eventually one of them said, you know, you might as well be the damn attic man. That's all you do now. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> so, you know, that's and then it kind of stuck, you know, and, and I always had a long term vision like we do now is, you know, I don't want to be the attic man forever. And I knew yeah. you know, my dad fought me on the name because he's like, you got to make it, you know, Mario heating and air. His name is Mario, too. So I'm Mario Jr. You got to make it Lopez heating and air. And I was just like, no, no way. Because then we're tied to it, right? Yeah. Anybody can be the attic man. I mean, not only is it catchy and it rolls off the tongue nice. And it, and you say the word attic man or they see the logo, it sticks in their head every time. I get that. I hear that all the time. But you, it's sellable, well, you, you know? Well, you, get, well, you, get the, you get the little... You even get the kids, right? Like for me, I'd be I'd be having the attic man all over the place. So the kids just because you know, for me, like my daughter's on the radio. So like the kids will start singing my daughter's jingle and the parents are stuck with it then. But like when you know, I would imagine I'm just imagining this big billboard, the attic man. So I remember being a little kid and you drive by one of those big giant inflatables, like the yeah. big monkey that's on that thing, and all like, you oh, think about it, I'm gonna see it. there's the monkey, there's the monkey. I'd be like, Yeah, yeah I'd be building me a big ass attic man monkey. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, you know what's funny is uh, every year downtown Sacramento does this huge Christmas parade. And we're a part of it now. So we're turning our main install truck into a big Attic Man Christmas float. Uh, yeah. And we're going to try to go go for that. But yeah, I mean, that that's where the name came from. And we just ran with it ever since. And it's been it's been good. You know, it, it sticks in your mind. And that's all that really mattered was we just wanted it to to stick and kind of send yeah, a exactly. message. So. I remember, obviously, you know, I, I had no plan on starting a business either. And I'm like, literally five days before I did it, I came up with the idea and, and I'm like sitting, I remember sitting on my floor. Like I, I couldn't even sit on a table cause I, I'm a fidgety fucker anyways, yeah. but I was sitting on the floor and I'm like writing down all these fucking names. I'm like, and someone's like, why don't you just call your last name? I'm like, no, no, no. Cause I, you know, I worked at companies where, you know, you want to, you want to have a brand. Right. So I'm like, I remember going back and forth and I'm texting my buddy, all these different names and shit. So, uh, I mean, you got, like I said, you got a good one. I, that one didn't pop in my head. That's for sure. So I mean, if I would, if I would have stole it, but just like, no, no, <laughs> yeah, I'm just <laughs> Well, appreciate that. We worked hard on it. <laughs> so, so obviously, you know, you started Attic Man five years ago. You started, you kind of bootstrapped it, right? And and can you kind of get an idea? So, you know, year one, how was that? Year one was uh, I bought a, like a five hundred dollar nineteen ninety nine F one fifty off Craigslist, and literally that was my truck. I mean, that's what we did. We would go down to Goodman and pick up equipment and throw it in the back of the F one fifty and just hustle. I mean, that's pretty much all it was for the first year. You know, um, like call it market penetration, right? Our prices were super low. We were chucking a truck, but I knew I wasn't going to be chucking a truck forever. And I, you know, my dad and I would have conversations like, let's just put in a solid year or two years of just building clientele, being smart with our income. You know, we're making this money and not blowing it, but investing it. You know, we can upgrade our trucks. We can do this. We can do that. 
and that's what it was for pretty much like the first year and a half. I had a buddy I went to high school with. He was working as a chef at a local bar or not really a chef, more of a cook. And I called him up and I said, hey, you want to make better money? Like come learn HVAC. So he quit his job, started teaching him. And then it was just us three for a good year and a half, almost two years. And then from there, I hired my first uh, service tech, you know, that could go out and and do stuff. Again, another green guy. He was, a, um, you know, Taylor. He came out. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Taylor's a good dude. He's a young kid and he's super young and he's, in, you know, he's still learning how to be confident and all that. But he was working as a pool boy. And he came to me and said, Mario, you know, like, I see what you're doing. I want to be a part of it. And I really like that. I like when people take initiative and they want to be a part of something. And he just had that look in his eye. And I thought, okay, you know what? I'll give you a chance. Come on over. I'll start teaching you. And he jumped on board and, you know, he's still here today. And that was it. And then we just kind of slowly built from there. Eventually I hired uh, two more install guys and uh, another service tech. Uh, and then where the big change came, what really took me from being, you know, an HVAC guy to going to a business owner, uh, is I met my girlfriend, Georgia. So about two years ago, you know, I was running the business and we were doing like a little over a million dollars at that point. I thought I was hot shit. You know, I'm like, we got a million dollar business. Like, you know, like, yeah. I, yeah, I bet like, you had a, you had a, probably had a gold pinky ring, didn't you? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now looking back, I'm like, now, now I'm like not anywhere close to where we want to be, but. Um, at the yeah. time, you know, I thought it was cool. I went out to a concert with some friends and there was this girl dancing, having a good time. I like music. I like to dance and have a good time. So I walked up, started dancing. And we're the same age. Our birthday's like a few months apart. And we get talking. We're getting along really well. We became best friends super quick. Turns out she graduated from Florida State uh, with a degree in finance. And she's working in accounting. She's done the books for Marriott. She's, uh, I mean, she's done it all. And she's currently working for a corporate job here in sacramento and um we love to travel i love to travel and do things and we started dating we said you know let's date we started dating and i just started traveling everywhere like let's go to seattle let's go to hawaii let's go to new york like let's just go because i was making money at the time and we just wanted to, to hang out and she ate through her pay time off like within a month <laughs> of dating me and her manager i'll never forget she says hey i just talked to lisa and she says i can't take any more time off for the rest of the year and it's like you know, it's like March. <laughs> when I'm like, well, that sucks. What are you going to do? She's like, I don't know, but I can't take any more time off. And she was working, hustling. She's a hustler, dude. She'll work 12 hour days back to back to back. Even when we were dating, she was just going crazy with it. And uh, that then we just kind of made the decision. I said, you know what? You know what? Give me one second. My dog's going to Let me put her out. While he's out there, guys, he's uh, obviously putting his dog away. If you guys do have any questions or anything like that you want to ask Mario, you guys feel free to comment in the comment section um, or ask me while I'm waiting for him to come back. If you guys haven't got your shirts yet, the Let's Go Brandon shirt showed up yesterday. So if you guys are looking to get some shirts, if you guys are listening to the podcast, uh, about that. Send, me, send me a message. Um, I'll do it for 20 bucks. Anyway, we just kind of made the decision. She hated her job. She wasn't very happy. She wanted to be a part of something where she felt – she was actually a part of building it. And uh, we just kind of took the risk. We were dating really early on. We knew the risk. You know, it's like, hey, quit your job. Come work for me. Let's build this thing together. And then so she did. She just took the leap. She said, you know, screw it. And she just went for it. And when she came in, you know, all my books, I mean, I don't, I'm not an accountant, you know, like my books are out of order. Our insurance is all messed up. Like I don't even have the correct type of coverage, right? Because I'm just winging it. 
I know how to yeah, sell HVAC systems and, you know, manage people, you know, well, and I think, she I came think, in I think, and she, you know, here was me doing this and here's her and we just meshed together. Perfect. She came in and we doubled, like we doubled our revenue pretty quick because she took over all the phones. You know, I was doing that myself, the phones, the scheduling, the accounting, the invoicing, <clears throat> pulling permits, you know, uh, rebates through our local utility. And she just took all of that off the plate and it allowed me to really focus on what I was good at. Um, and that's how we do it today. You know, you met her uh, going out to she's, Vegas and all that. And she's uh, she's a, she's a badass like man. Dream team now, like, you know, I own the business hundred percent right out, but I say it all the time, like, dude, she's a huge part of this business and, you know, we're totally in love. We'll get married and continue to grow this thing. But, you know, finding a partner like that, somebody that, their skills complement what you're not good at was huge. I mean, that well, really allowed us to just, you know, take off. And even now, just every day, she's working on all her stuff. We know who's responsible for what. Um, she's running all that on the back end. I'm running the, you know, the field and managing the guys and selling the jobs and all that. And it works. So, you know, just building a team and and, and knowing what kind of people you need um, and where to put them and what kind of uh, responsibilities to give them uh will really help you grow you well, know, you well even even that like mario so like like so you don't have to be in general you don't have to be a doesn't have to be your wife doesn't have to be your spouse doesn't have to be your girlfriend but in in life right so that you got to know one of the things i tell people all the time is go get a personality test done uh predictive index is a fantastic one um and if you call if you actually message me i have an account with predictive index it costs you know you could pay a bunch of money message me i'll get you a predictive index on yourself mm -hmm. And the scary thing is going to tell you everything about you, right? Like what you're good at, what you're not good. I bet you, Mario, you're like me off the charts entrepreneur, but you don't like the detail shit. Like there's, you know, or whatever it is, right? And and you got to find, and once you know about what you know yourself, then you can go find people that fill your role. Yep. So I have people in my business take their personality test. So I'm like, okay, well, I know you fill in the role that I can't fill. Boom, we'll put you here. Or if I have a sales guy, say I have a sales guy or a technician that's very, very successful, well, take his personality test, and then when you go hire people, make them take personality tests and hire a guy like that guy, right? So, you know, if you guys are listening to this, you don't have to you don't have to be a partner with someone or married to someone to have them come in and help you and fill holes for you. Just find somebody that does. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where they come from, but if they can fix, they can if if you you know if you're a fifty percent and they can fill up your other fifty percent, now you become a hundred percent. You can go dominate, okay. uh, and it's very very important. And I think that was one of the most important things for me is like I had to know who I was, and I'm. I'm a fucking disaster. I'm like, I can go make shit happen, but on the back end, I need someone to clean that shit up because it's going to be a mess. You know what I mean? And I ain't got time for it because if I slow down, then everything else goes, you know, goes, it slows down too. And, and I can't get where I need to be. So you got to fill those, you know, whatever it is, as you start getting level up, not, you know, you too, even in your business, because there's going to be holes that Georgia can't fill and can't do. So you just got to keep filling those holes yeah. like a, like a sinking ship, right? We got to patch it up as they go. And, and, but yeah, and I think that, I think it's awesome that you're able to realize that like, Hey, Hey, look at, you can come in and help me. And the fact that you're able to realize, and then also how has that dynamic been? Right. Because there's, there's horror stories, right. About, you know, spouses inside of businesses. And then there's success stories where, you know, between you, you and Georgia, or I talked to uh, Jeff Packard and his, and his girl does, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, there's a bunch of risk there. I mean, we knew it going in and we still know it now, you know, I mean, you got, like you said, it doesn't have to be, a romantic partner that comes in and helps. So if you can get any kind of partner or an employee that fills those gaps, that's super important. Um, I think a lot of that is maturity, right? Because a lot of entrepreneurs naturally think I know everything. 
I know how to do it all. I don't need the help. They have a lot of pride. And when you can take that down a notch and kind of look in the mirror and realize you don't know everything, you can't do it all on your own, then that right there enables you to start to, okay, let me recognize what my strengths are. Let me recognize what my weaknesses are. And once you do that, then you just find people to to complement your weaknesses, right? And yeah, yeah, in terms of spouses, yeah, it's definitely different. You know, if you if you do want to do it, you're like Jeff and and them, you know, you got to recognize that it's going to take a lot of communication. You're no longer just in a normal relationship, you know. You yeah, can separate so like from- being at work and then being, you know, at home or being out on a date, right? Um, but you have to be careful. I mean, there's times we love to work. We just both naturally are natural born hustlers. We just love to work, right? We, we hate yeah. sitting around and doing anything. I think Georgia last night, I had to pull her off the laptop because she's sitting there doing accounting and stuff. Like, come on, like, it's like midnight. Like we got to be up at six, right? <laughs> but well, that's good that's, when you're working. You found that, right? That's badass, but. Yeah, I mean, we got really lucky we found each other, but you got to know too when to realize, okay, we've been hustling, working, working, you know, our emotional side is struggling a little bit. We're not feeling as connected and be able to take a break uh, and and do something, whether you go out on a date or, you know, go out to dinner, whatever it is, and be able to say, okay, you know, we're going to put a pause on work and we're just going to talk about us. Like, how are you doing? You know, how are you feeling yeah. in your life? Are you happy with the way things are going? So we do that a lot. I mean, just recognizing, being able to recognize, okay, let's talk about not work. Let's talk about, you know, each other and how we feel and the things going on in our personal lives. Um, so as long as you can balance that, it's a big balancing act. And as well, long as you can continue to do that, then you're fine. I think that's that's a big thing. So not not just even a wife that works in the business, right? So if you're an entrepreneur, right, you got to listen to what he said, right? Because as as entrepreneurs, we're so focused on what we're focused on, right? Our business and success and all this stuff. And and we all find ours. I, I find myself in the same position too, right? Like my wife's like, hey, you haven't looked up from your phone in fucking three days. Like what's going on? Like I'm like, you know, and, I'm like, <laughs> and you're like, oh shit. Like you don't realize it. And you can, you can work your way out of, you know, work your way in a situation where your, your relationship's a bad place and stuff. All this stuff happens, right? And you got to make sure that you pay attention to both. So you got to know how to, you got to know how to shut it off a little bit. I'm not very good at it. And I, and my, and she understands, like, I just, you know, I'm there and I love you guys, but I'm like, I have such big goals and ambition, but also, you know, there's, there's some people that you got the horse, like my, my chick, she's, she's never seen a business statement, a bank account, any of that stuff. She hasn't, you know, I don't involve her with the business. Uh, she just knows the bills get paid and everything's taken care of, but I try to separate it because I know that's better for me, but some people have different, different opinions on it, but just make it sure works. that whatever you, whatever you do is just make sure you, you do pay attention to home too, because you, we right. will as, as men and entrepreneurs will work our way out of our relationship with our kids and our families and stuff like that. And I'm, that's something I'm personally working on. And it's, it's difficult, right? Cause I'm like, I want more and more and more. And then it's like, hey, don't, hey, don't forget. You haven't seen, you haven't hung out with your kids. You haven't done this. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, just it, like sure I said, balancing, 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 man. That's, that's the trick. You know, it's, it, it's definitely difficult and there's no straight answer on how to do it. You got to just kind of figure it out. But I mean, I have a buddy out here that's a general contractor, you know, built houses and he's the same way. He's doing tons of work. He's a hustler. He's uh, your age. And his wife, same thing. You know, he, he has three kids at home and his wife stays at home with the kids. We were just talking about it the other day when I was one of his job sites and had, he was basically saying the same things you are. He said like, she's never seen a business statement. She doesn't know anything about the business. She Her job is take care of the kids and, and be at home. And for some people that works out great. You know, it works out really well that way. Uh, for, for me, it ended up being a little bit different. But that's okay. You know, I mean, I got lucky. I didn't, I don't want kids, uh, you know, nothing against kids. I just, 
you know, I, I just never really wanted to be a, a father. I kind of just enjoy doing my thing. And George is the same way. You know, she doesn't want kids either. So it just kind of lined up for us. It's like we both have similar goals. We both have similar, uh, you know, morals and ethics and the things we want out of life. So it just happened to work out that way. But yeah, it's not for everybody, man. It's, it's, but it, it can be, it just depends. Well, you know, jumping back into the business now. So now you're, you're year five, um, you know, and you, you have a successful business. You guys are getting pretty well known in the Sacramento area. Mm-hmm. I actually talked to a friend of mine. He does uh permitting and stuff up there in that area. And he's like, and I, and I was like, Oh, I got my buddy. He's in Sacramento attic, man. He's like, it's like, Oh yeah, man, they're, they're building a pretty good brand for the South people. You know, a lot of people talk about them, stuff like that up there. So, you know, what do you think has been the the reason why you've been able to be successful? Like, how are you, you know, what have you done in, in your community, stuff like that? Because I know, I, you know, I see a lot of your posts and your posts are like, hey, I'm sponsoring this. I'm sponsoring that. I'm sponsoring a lot of these little community events. And I think that's, you know, you know, it's genius that you're doing that. But a lot of guys, we they steer away from it, right? They're like, I'll just throw money at Google. I'll throw money at this. I'll throw money at this. But they forget about the grassroots stuff. So you want to speak a little bit on the grassroots stuff that you're doing? Yeah. I mean, it comes down to as simple as, you know, without customers, you're nothing. You don't have a business. A lot of people ask me, what's it like to be your own boss? I said, I'm not my own boss because my customers are my boss now. You know, I can't just take time off. A customer wants me to be there, needs me to be there. I got to be there. Um, and you get, you can't forget that. You can't get wrapped up in the profits and the money, even though that's important and you are focusing on that. You have to recognize that, hey, without people, without the community, I don't have a business. We have nothing without them. That is the foundation of our business. And so recognizing that and constantly keeping that in the forefront of our minds, you know, we'll do anything we can to help out the community or be a part of something such as the Santa parade. You know, we had to pay to be in that and yeah, it's marketing, but we're more looking forward to going out there and waving and shaking hands. You know, Sacramento is a good sized town and it's growing, but I personally know so many people I've been born and raised here my entire life. Georgia, even when she moved here from Florida, knows so many people. We have such a really tight knit uh, tie to the local community here. We're a part of multiple chambers of commerce. Um, where yeah, we I saw that out, the other day. We go out once a week and go and network. We go out to local restaurants. We put on galas. We sponsored a golf tournament about a month ago. You know, um, all of that stuff takes money, and that's okay. You got to spend the money, but keeping a tie to your community is huge because it comes back to without customers, you don't have anything. And then also just the fact that, you know, I was raised to treat people with respect and be a good guy. Um, And, you know, over the past few years, we've been successful and been able to make money. I love giving back. I mean, that's one of the reasons I'm a big fan of Bill, because he does it on a much bigger scale. But, you know, we we do things all the time, as little as in Georgia and I will talk, if we go out to dinner and we're talking to a you know, a waitress or a bartender or something that we could tell could use a big tip, you know, we'll drop like 200 bucks just on our dinner. And just, just as a, like, Hey, we appreciate your service. Like put a smile on your face, you know, like, and keep that smile going and pass that to someone else. Um, That's the reason you're going to be successful. Right. So, you know, and if you guys didn't hear what he really said is like, you know, I feel like the more you give, the more you receive, right? And and I've always been that way since I started my business. And a lot of people thought I'm fucking crazy. I think I've given away in three years, I've given away 20 systems, something like that. I've given away to, to, to people that truly like my guy went out there, these guys can't afford it. Or, you know, we've given, you know, things like that where we've had, you know, charities for families that just can't afford, they need a new heater, stuff like that. And that feeling you get too is it's not something you can really explain, right? Like I feel like when I go give when I go install or help a help a family, a needy family, or and it's probably the same thing for you 
you, right? Like that feeling I get is way better than having a million dollar salesman. Like I just, oh, I don't know. Great, man. It's like falling in love again. I mean, it's like a similar, it just feels good to, to help people. You know, um, last year we literally set up a table, no attic man stuff in sight. We set up a table on the streets of a pretty rough neighborhood before Thanksgiving and just giving out hams like left and right. And so many people are coming up and thanking us like, oh, you guys are man. And that wasn't even a promotion. We had no attic man there. We didn't film it. We didn't do any of that. We just wanted to like give back and help. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's really important. I mean, you can look at it a number of different ways. Yeah, definitely. When when you give, you receive, you know, uh, we like to do things and we say we try to come up with ideas to where we do things that sometimes don't benefit us. Even just just giving something away like, um, you know, just passing happiness around this world, especially over the past few years has been, a, you know, it's been down. You know, you go out and you, I talk to people every day in their houses and general feeling of being angry at each other and upset yeah. or sad about the pandemic and this and that. And it, you know, to spread happiness is free to be able to put yeah. a smile on your face and tell someone, Hey, you know, that shirt looks really good on you, you know? And, and it just, just passing that around is contagious. So do yeah. it do more of it. No. And, and I a hundred percent agree. And, and that's been a big part of me even with or without my business. Like, you know, this year we're, we're doing, we're going to pick them up today. We're doing a hundred, hundred Turkey dinners, not just the Turkey. We're giving a whole meal out to the people that at the boys and girls club last year, we did 50 year before that we did 25. And I still remember the first year doing it. Uh, Cause I was just in business and me and my dad were the ones that actually went in to go deliver the turkeys and all the stuff. And kind of, and, and my local boys and girls club is I really, you know, really, poor people like last year this person had a, they came they came to my shop to pick it up on their bicycle and they had to carry this they're trying to carry this so i'm like no put your damn bike in the truck i'll drive your ass back home like and i still remember doing that or you know someone bringing their family where they got to wheel this thing for the next you know three miles to get it back to their house and i'm like and when you start seeing that kind of stuff and the impact that you can have right like we we've been blessed right like and no matter how you look at it if you run a business in the u.s and you're doing well like you've been blessed especially one of the things that really bugs me right and especially about you is that you're so much younger than me. So I still like, I thought I was a young <laughs> entrepreneur, right? And I started talking to you and Matt and Brandon, and all these other guys. And I'm like, motherfuckers, you're 20, you're 28 years old. Like, man, you got, yeah. you have not only, you know, have you done it at a young age, but I think this is one of the big things that we're seeing the shift in our entire industry, right? It's not, it's not the old school guys and, and you know, the Vegas event, right? So I was talking to, you know, high ups at, at one of the dist uh, distribution companies and they're like, dude, we were at the event across the street and then we were at yours and it's like, holy shit, this is where the direction of the industry is going. It's these young entrepreneurs that are hungry that know, hey, look, there's money there if I go take it and grab it by the balls rather than the older, the older guys that just kind of sit back and whatever comes, comes, right? So I think that, you know, and I think that's kind of who I speak to, right? I speak to the guys that are, you know, my age or younger that are, that they just want to go make shit happen. And they don't, they're tired of waiting around and working for this old guy that doesn't give a shit, doesn't want to put the processes in place, doesn't want to put the effort in, doesn't want to do what needs to be done. And there's all these guys that, you know, and I talk to them every day, right? And you're one of them. And, you know, it's badass to see, but I'm like, I feel like I'm, I'm 33. I feel like I'm young, but you're, you've been doing it for five years. By the time you're my age, you'll be 10 years into the industry. More than yeah. likely have already sold that business for a large amount of money. Yeah, so more power nice. to you guys. Yeah. More, I mean, it's going to happen. And, and like I said, it's, it's not, it's, it's one of those things when you speak to this, there's certain people, like I talked to you, that's not, it's like not an if 
it's it's just a win. It's gonna happen, right? Because you are gonna be successful. You are gonna do great. And you're gonna do you're gonna do great things, and you're probably gonna go on to do another great thing, right? So you're gonna sell this one, right. and you're gonna have something where you're gonna grow again because that's just who you are. You yeah. and George are gonna go fucking retire and hang out. I'm gonna go lay on a beach somewhere. For like fuck no, fuck no. That girl, <laughs> that girl, fucking, she'll fucking get the fuck out, Mario. Oh yeah, much bigger plans than just a heat. <laughs> we want to do yeah. so much, but this is gonna enable us to do that. So, so really where awesome. where do you see where do you see like you said that but what it like a long-term goal what do you you know obviously this is a stepping stone in your life and you're going to grow this business it's going to be successful and then you know what is your passion like what did you want to go do man i mean our passions is uh we love to travel right that's a selfish thing we like to get out and travel but we love to interact and network and meet people we are people people we like to go out and meet people we uh you know, we love animals, dogs and cats. We've had all kinds of ideas. Like one is like, we want to open up some rescues, you know, cause yeah. that always breaks George's heart, which you see is, you know, dogs looking for a home or whatever. So like, okay, we'll open up an animal rescue. We can rescue animals and adopt and make a little business out of that or just traveling around and talking to people. I mean, like even my employees will tell you, man, like I'm such a positive person and I, I always try to just maintain a positive mindset and um i that's contagious you know when you have that kind of person you can pass that i have the ability to pass that feeling on to others all of my employees you know everyone goes through uptimes downtimes but they'll tell you if they have something wrong they'll come and talk to me we'll sit down we'll figure it out and by the time we're done chatting they are like just happy as hell they're like oh man i feel so much better you know it's almost like therapy without a therapist like just well, learning I, how to I, and how to maintain a positive mindset and see the good in things. I mean, I love doing that kind of stuff too, whether it's talking on a stage and speaking to people or going around one-on-one -on -one to other local business owners or business owners all over the country. You know, I mean, we have so many ideas. Right now we're focused on growing Attic Man, you know, getting that EBITDA up, uh, hopefully eventually turning it for millions and millions of dollars because so money is power, right? You can use the money yeah. to do whatever you need well, to do. You, you, can't do, you can't do shit without money. So right. no matter you how you look at it, you can't get back. You can't do all the things you need to do unless you actually have some fucking money. So mm -hmm. like it is important. But um, so circling back to Attic Man's, right? So year five, we you, I just saw, you know, I saw on, on social media, you got this brand new building. So you guys are moving into a new building. How does that feel? Like, like the first, I remember the first time I got my building and it wasn't nothing special, but it was yeah. special to me. Right. Yeah. I worked, we worked out of a, my first three months, we worked out of a fucking parking lot in a box truck. Right. Yeah. And I, and I still remember the the day, the night we, we got the keys and we fucking, we were there after we, we went and did our install that day. We all fucking went over to the shop at night. We we're just drinking beers, hanging yeah. out. Like, we, like dude. <laughs> that's what but we've I been still, doing all week. But <laughs> but I still remember we got the building and I'm like, cool. I don't have the cash to furnish this bitch. So we had like a couch and we had a TV and a PlayStation. And then we would just sit around and play, play video games, waiting for a call. Right. Yeah. And so like, you know, obviously you're, you're in a better position. We are still new. We're only three months into business, but like you're, you're in there now. So you're moving into this building. Uh, and obviously you got big plans to go into 2022 and grow. And then I think that's going to happen very quickly. Talk about that, man. Like, congratulations. You finally got to get your own building. And yeah, let's let's hear let's hear what you know what what your goals are, man. What is your goal with Attic Man in 2022? I mean, it's exciting, man. Uh, getting the building is long overdue. We've we have we have been working out of our houses. You know, I have vehicles parked at my dad's house. I got a vehicle parked <laughs> at, at my rental up the hill. I've got a vehicle parked at a buddy's house. Like literally, we've been winging it, which has been great, kept our overhead down. But it's long overdue. I mean, if we wanted to grow, right, because we were kind of hitting the ceiling, like we're doing the max of what we're capable of doing right now. And we're making a good living and we're having a good time. But <clears throat> if we want to go to that next step, that was what was in our head is like we need to get a space because then we can hire more people. We can get more install crews and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, it, it's like uh, 
Christmas. That's what Georgia said when we got the key. She said, it feels like Christmas when you're a kid. You wake up and yeah. you just get the magic feeling. I mean, we walked in and we're just like, okay, now now it's go time. Well, like, you've been I, running business, but, you know. I, I think one of the big things, and it's a psychological thing, right? With about you know working out of a out of your house or working out of a out of the building, right? It's like you know for me when I had the building, it was like okay, it was just like I was back at working for another company. Hey, babe, I got to be out of the house. I got to be there by fucking seven every day, and I got to get and it gets you out of the house, gets you into work mode quicker. I think I feel like because when you're working from your house, you're like, oh, I'm gonna get up, drink my coffee, fuck around for a couple hours, and then maybe I'll go do some shit, yeah. right? Oh, that's huge. I feel yeah. like I feel like having the building, having the business, it like it, it grounds you. It makes you like have a more of a stability, making you have to go to work every day. And I found that when you go to work every day, magically shit starts growing too. So you're gonna start picking up more stuff oh, over yeah. and over. So I think it's gonna be huge for you guys. And, and I, like so I said, I don't remember it. It's crazy. One of the big things I did was uh, I had a gym that I built in my garage at my house, and I would wake up and every morning do a workout. You know, from like six, seven a.m. Do a little workout, get the blood flowing. But yeah, when you're at home, then you go make your coffee, and you're at home. It's easy to just all right. I'm gonna jump on my laptop, put my feet up. But exactly what you just said. We've only been in in the building for a week now, and we're already experiencing that. Where it's like, okay, who's gonna be at the building first, right? We haven't yep. put the systems in place yet to where like, okay, you're going to show up at this time, this time, this time. But first thing I did is I moved my gym from my garage straight to the building. I put a little section in there and um, I told the guys, I said, hey, you know, anyone that wants to work out in the morning, like I'm going to be the first one here. I'll be here, you know, 630 every day working out. And if you want to join me from 630 to 730 before the day gets started, join me. And that's pretty cool because it's creating a little bit of a competition environment and if the guys start working out, which a lot of them are, all my guys are under 30 years old. So they, they're all young dudes that want to work out and look good and feel good. So that's going to boost productivity. It's going to boost the teamwork. We can start putting out awards, kind of like uh, it was Judge Graham that talked about that in Vegas. Yeah. And yeah, so the guys are in there in the morning pumping iron, you know, and they're like, damn, like, no wonder Mario's the boss. He's already here working out. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it sets a precedent, right? It sets a precedent. But the other thing you're going to find out real quick, you know, first, when you put that sign, that, the attic man sign up, right, mm -hmm. is you're going to it's a, a psychological thing with recruiting now because now you have a legit business and I know we're talking about getting some wall wraps in there and stuff like that you're talking about. So like, I don't think people understand that like, I can't recruit anybody. I can't find employees. I'm like, cause you don't have a fucking business. You don't have a building. When you get a building, people come in, they want, they, they want to feel like they're part of something. Yeah. So when you, you know, for me, it was like always big to make sure the place was fucking clean. It looked nice. We, 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 we did the stuff that made it, inviting for people to come want to come work there and then all of a sudden all your competitors guys are going to kind of we're going to start wanting to work there because they're like well they got they got their billboards around town they're marketing everywhere they got they got this building the building's freaking nice it's like it just it gives that feel right it gives them something to tangible to feel like they're part of something and then obviously once you get the camaraderie with everybody coming in like i put a basketball hoop in my office the other day and yeah, i like a month I put it in i put it in like a month ago right and magically dude people show up early now and they come fucking play basketball and the other day we were we were supposed to have a sales meeting we had we had a shitty fucking sales week and every and i said hey everybody needs to be here on fucking time they're like dude vic's gonna rip us a new asshole <laughs> and when they got there they were expecting to get their asshole ripped like it was just gonna happen and i said look it y'all bring some money everybody i need to put every hundred bucks out here we're gonna play some fucking basketball okay and we ended up playing basketball for like an hour and a half and having a good time and sweat and then all of a sudden we had a big sales day that day we didn't there was no talk about work there was no bullshit yeah. there was no me yelling it was me crossing them up you know dunking on those no, kids i wish i could dunk, <laughs> but, 
this is how I remember it in my head. I probably got my ass kicked, but no, in my head, I, I dominated him, fucking bodied him up. No, just kidding. Uh, so we played basketball for like an hour and a half, and just that brought us all back together. Yeah. And and it's just the power of having that building and the camaraderie you guys are going to start building. You, you'll see it pretty quickly. And I would suggest a basketball hoop because it does get guys competitive, and it gets the guys actually want to come there and hang out. Uh, but yeah. anyways, so yeah, that's my, that's my two cents. <laughs> I <laughs> that when you post that, I'm like, oh, I was like, that's a good idea. I'm going to put one of those yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's exciting, man. It's going to do a lot for us. And going into 2022, you know, we're, we are expected to at a minimum double what we're doing now. And we're just going to push it hard. You know, we're young. We're full of energy. We have guidance. You know, I got you I can yeah. talk to. And, and we got all these this network of people that we met in Vegas. And it's just like we, we have the tools now. We know what to do. We have the drive to do it. You know, we have the means, the skills to do everything we need to do. And now it just comes down to execution. So, yeah. And I'm, like I said, you guys are going to be here next week for the, for the boot camp. And like, that's what I'm like, dude, we got all of us coming together and I got some stuff that I'm going to lay out for everybody. And I'm like, Hey, let's all implement this shit. And I think that if, uh, if us and, and the G's and these other guys, we all implement the stuff that we're going to work on over those next three days. I'm like, you know, I was just talking to Bill. I'm like, dude, we're going to blow this. Like this shit's going to blow up. Cause we already got the financial stuff in place. We're putting it now. We got the other stuff that we're working on with the, with, with the equipment and stuff like that so like i'm like once we implement these pro the sales processes and, and just making the customer service processes to everybody we're gonna watch it just scale man so i'm just i'm excited for all of you guys um looks like we're coming up on the we're, we're getting close to the end is there is there anything out there like hey man like like this is this is who mario is that you want to kind of bring up and talk about before we jump off i mean one thing i wanted to talk about i talk about this with my team and not just even at work with my friends and family all the time and it, to me it just is literally the number one thing that allows me to be who I am. And it, it basically comes down to mindset. You know, um, I, I love talking about mindset because whatever you perceive as your reality, that is your reality. You know, I've met a lot of people that are, you know, they think the world's out to get them. They think they can't do things. They think that's impossible. I'll never reach that. And if you truly think that and believe that, then it's true. You know, um, you can be told anything, you know, all the information you take in, from the moment you're born, the day you're born, to your parents raising you, to going through school and the people you surround yourself with, to even now with what you consume on television or on your iPhone or whatever news you're reading, it all forms your own personal reality. And you can be told anything. Anybody can tell you, you're never going to do that. Like, that's impossible, right? But when you believe it, the moment that that becomes a legit thought in your head and you're like, man, I don't know if I can do that then you're screwed. Like that's, that's what it, that's that simple. Like if yeah, you can right. convince yourself, legitimately tell yourself, this is going to work out. I know how to do this. I can do this. And you can maintain that mindset Then you can do anything just like, uh, I think it was Weldon Long in Vegas. You know, he talked about, you know, growing up and his dad putting him down and stuff. And that was his reality for a long time until he figured out how to flip his mindset around and just think positive and see the good in things and say, okay, we can do this, you know, um, it's huge. I, I'm, I'm the same way. Right. And, and you know, I, I always make the hashtag hero mentality is up and then I try to be positive, but a lot of people, like I didn't come from a bunch of money. I didn't come from anything special. Like, like you didn't either. Right. Uh, and my, I'm the first person in my family that went and just, you know, started a business and, and I, I was the first millionaire in my family. I'm going to be for, you know, all this shit along the way. Right. And, and I could have been just like everybody else in my family, right. Alcoholics, fucking woe is me. The world's out to get me all this shit. And even my 
my own friends. Like I, you know, I'm 33. I got friends living at home with their parents and they just think like they don't have any vision or excitement. Right. And, and I think when I got, I got in this industry six and a half years ago, I didn't have any vision or excitement or I didn't know where I was going to go. Right. And when I saw the possibility, I was like, okay, well, and I still remember it's like my very first month in the field. I'm like, the, I'm the new guy, but I'm like, I want to beat the top guy. Like I just, had, I started right away. I'm like my, my mentality switched to like, dude, that guy ain't special. And then once you realize that nobody, nobody that you talk to or anybody that you could be, we're with Grant Cardone, right? He ain't special. He just went yeah. out and made shit happen. He made a yeah. decision in his life That's that it. he was going to be, he's going to be a billionaire. He's going to do this. Right. And a lot of people, they give me shit along the way, but I'm like, dude, all I do every fucking day is show up and try to be the best version of me and try to go fuck shit up. And, yeah, and, and that's my, great. And my, 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 my mentality is that if someone else can do it, I can fucking do it. And that's, that's where it's got me. So like, I, I remember coming up as a sales guy and I'm like, I'm like, at first you like idolize these guys. Like I can never be like them. And you're yeah. like, how do they do that? that? I'm like, yeah. fuck that. They I don't know. Wizard. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're like all the equation to this. Like, there's an equation. There's an equation. Like, <laughs> and one of my, one of my sales guys, you know, he's a very good sales guy, David, and he gets he gets in his own head and he doesn't have the confidence that he's like he has a imposter syndrome, right? A lot of guys get that, like they feel like they don't belong, even though they do. Like, you know, yeah. you talk to David and I go to I went on a call with him and I'm like, dude, this guy's doing everything the right way. He knows how to overcome all these objections, all this stuff, but his confidence, he feels like he's subpar to me, and I'm like. You ain't no different than me. All you are is your your mentality is that you feel inferior. <laughs> yeah. You're not inferior to anybody. Like nobody's better than me. No, or nobody's better than you. No, like it's just you have to have this confidence all the time. When shit happens to me, I guess guess what? That sucks. And guess what? I'm not gonna be a bitch. I'm gonna step back up and and be a man and go do what I have to do to get out of that situation. And a lot of guys they just cower down or they just they don't think they're right. worthy. But that's you guys the challenge are, right there. Is you have to be able to when those thoughts come in, like oh I don't belong or oh man I don't know if I can do this. You have to learn how to recognize, okay, that thought just came into my head. Now I'm throwing it away, right? Well, like, I'm not going to run with that. Like, the, throw well, that out. It's like all these guys, like, you know, they like to like bash me on little things. Like, yeah, I, dude, I've fucked up in business. I fucked up in a lot of things in life, but guess what? I'm, you know, most of these guys that are talking shit are in their fucking forties. They're 10 years away. Dude, like bitch in 10 years, I will fuck your shit up. And that's my <laughs> mentality. Like in 10 years, you ain't going to be fucking, by the time I'm your age, dude, I'd be fucking laughing at you, bro. Yeah. So like, yeah. don't come like, we're all learning. You're learning. You're 28. You're learning. The yeah. guys that are before you, the guys that take everybody's learning every day. You just get to decide how quickly you want to learn, how much effort you want to put in. I had a, I had a meeting with my text and sales guys yesterday. We, we've had a, we've had probably the last three weeks have been the worst sales we've fucking ever had as a business. And I'm like, what is going on? So I sat everybody down in the meeting yesterday and I said, Hey, write down your fucking why. Okay. And everybody's why is like, I want to buy a house and I want to do this and I want to do this. And I'm like, I want to make money. I want generational wealth. And I said, listen, motherfuckers, I'll tell you right now, you don't fucking want it because your numbers are telling me you don't give a fuck about that. Ain't your real why. So what's your real why? Your real why you want to go hang out at home. You want to get off early. You want to bullshit around because that should be your fucking why. Because right now, according to your numbers, this shit you're putting on paper ain't your fucking why. Because yeah, if so it fucking was, if that was your fucking why, you'd be showing up early. You'd be fucking crushing. You'd be working late. And I was like, I said, you want to know, you want to know me? I, I could give you my real why and my real why I fucking show up and I'll fuck everybody up every day. And then I, I got in their heads like, oh, fuck. So yesterday, all of a sudden, magically, our sales went dink. They're all of a sudden, they're like, they're like, oh, yeah, I do have a fucking why. But it, a lot of times you got to, as a business owner, we have to reset our employees' minds too. Yep. And I'm a little bit more brash than most, right? Because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but I'm more brash and I, and I will call them out, right? And, and a lot of guys, they'll just let their guys keep circling around. 
bring your guys in. If they're struggling, man, have that conversation with them. Like you said earlier, having that one-on-one with those guys. And, you know, Tommy posted the other, I made a post the other day. It's talking about the one-on-one with the guys, how powerful that is. And even I had forgot about it. I'm like, oh, I should have my guys in. I should talk to them. How's it going? How's their life? Uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Jordan Beebe, who just sold his business. Fucking congratulations. He sold it for a lot of fucking money. He's getting rich. His business, a three and a half year old plumbing business, he just sold for fucking stupid amounts of money. All right. So he's about to have a plumbing platform throughout the entire country in three years, which is crazy. Um, but his thing, when I talked to him about a year ago and I said, Hey man, what's, what's your keys to success? Why are you growing this thing so fast? He's like, dude, I bring people in. I figure out what their why is. And then I poke that fucking why over and over. Oh man, I thought you said you wanted to buy that house. That's weird. Why do you want to get off at four o'clock today? Yeah. I got another call. <laughs> didn't, you, didn't you say you want to buy a house? And I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck. Yeah, so, like, he's, so that so Jordan, you know, for the last year, all I see is him and he's on private jets. He's in Lamborghinis. He's going on vacation everywhere. And his business is growing because he just pokes their why all day. And those guys, yeah. they, if you listen to them, you communicate to them, you talk to them, you figure out what they are and you figure out what their buttons to push. All of a sudden you could, you could, you could lead from anywhere. All you got to just keep pushing their buttons because most guys, right, if you push them, they're motivated. Like they're like, oh fuck, okay, I can do that. Yeah. I can do that. So you need something to prove. Yeah, yeah. That's a so struggle think, as a business owner too, because some some business owners they get so comfortable being the one to call the shots, and nobody's calling them out on their shit. They can get comfortable, yeah. and then and it's hard to just motivate yourself all the time. That's why going to Vegas was so awesome. I think everyone got so motivated from that event, and that's because yeah. we we're all like when we first showed up. If you remember, everyone's walking around just kind of comparing each other. How much do you sell in here? You know, how much do you guys do? And then by the end of it, we're all just motivated as hell because. It's the same thing that you said. Like I met guys that are younger than me doing twice as much business as me. And it just made me go, okay, all right, all right. Like I need to step my shit up, right? So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's great. I mean, if you have a team, you got to be able to do that, do that for them. And uh, it just, it comes down to that mindset, right? It comes down to that mindset of like, what is my why? What am I doing? Can I do this? Yes, you can do this hundred percent. Like do not yeah. have a doubt in mind, you know? Well, man, like I said, I, you know, I, I'm excited to be, you know, a partner with you. I'm excited to be friends with you. I'm excited to watch you in Georgia and the whole business grow. And I think, I think you guys have a fantastic future. So um, Mario, thanks so much for coming on the hero podcast today. Um, if you guys want to reach out to him, is anybody, any way they can reach out to you if they want to, if anybody wants to reach out and talk to you or ask you any questions, just call me. I mean, I have people call me and text me all the time. You know, um, I don't know if you can put my number up, but it's 916-224-1105. I got this thing on me all the time, just like you do, Vic. And call me up, you know, chat with me. Uh, we can bounce things off of each other. I love networking with other business owners. There's a bunch of guys I met in Vegas that I talk to all the time. We're texting back and forth, coming up with ideas and motivating each other as well as you. So call me okay, up. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Cool, man. And you know, if anybody that's listening to this stuff, if you guys, we have a Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, I guess uh, discount or Black Friday discount on Hero Marketing. If you guys are looking to get upgrade your marketing, your website, your PPC, Google, S, uh, SEO, any of that stuff, we're offering 10% off of anybody uh, that wants to sign up for marketing uh, anywhere between now until the end of the month. Also, if you guys have not signed up for the Hero, uh, the Service Hero Academy app, go to serviceheroacademy.com. It's only $245 a month. You're going to take me and put it inside your guys' pocket 24 hours a day. And I guarantee you it will make you millions of dollars if you guys can follow that process. So, Thank you for being on the Hero Podcast. Mario will be in touch soon. I will talk to you soon, man. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. And thank you all for always supporting, man. Y'all have a good night, okay? See ya. Have a good one. Later, bro. Later, bro.